0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David
1: McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with Fax Fodder and fine music on this. Friday, y'all. Dang right, finally, it is here. It's been a long week. Good week, though. Decent weather, too. A little chilly. Sun shining. Can't beat that. January? I can handle the
1: cold as long as it doesn't rain, because when it's cold uh, and there's precipitation, there's always that little part of you, that inner child that wishes it was snow. Yep. Instead of cold rain.
2: Yeah. The cold rain ain't no fun. Snow you can live with. I'm not a big fan of the ice, because ice is what sends me to the snack machine for honey buns. <laughs> it has a way to... Uh, for nourishment for a few days. That was the experience last year. And we hope that doesn't happen again. So, you believe January's done, right? To uh, three more days? Is that right?
1: Monday will be the final day of the first month of the year
2: 2022. Man, we are rocking and rolling right on through it. Are we not? It is something. You see David Ortiz, the big slugger from the Boston Red Sox, he going to the Hall of Fame. How cool is that? A little surprising, considering the Hall's
1: unwillingness to accept people into the Hall that have any
2: connection to PEDs? Yeah, whatsoever. Correct. We'll see. Uh, Not to take
1: anything away from Ortiz's numbers. It's it's just, yeah, he he does have that stain on his legacy.
2: He does. uh, Does it seem, I don't know, a little bit of a double standard when he is admitted? And then you got Pete Rose out there. I don't know. It's crazy. All that stuff.
1: I think it's a little different with... Pete Rose and say Barry Bonds Mm -hmm. or Roger Clemens or Rafael Palmeiro or A-Rod or any of the other names that had major impacts on the sport but were involved in the performance enhancing drug scandal versus Pete Rose that that gets a little stickier because I've seen arguments for both and while I personally believe Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame I honestly think they're just gonna wait till he passes and then put him in, hmm. because his his numbers, it's hard to keep him out. But they don't want to celebrate him in his lifetime because of what he did. Because with with the whole betting thing, even if he only bet on his own team to win, yeah. Well, unless he bet every single game of the season. There's still a pattern there that could be used to besmirch the game. I got you. Just, I mean, say you're the bookie, and Pete Rose calls in and bets for the Reds to win. All right, you think the guy knows what he's talking about, so you change the odds in your favor thinking the Reds are going to win. Next True. night, Pete doesn't call. Pete doesn't have as good an idea about this game. Doesn't think they have a good shot change the odds it changes things up I, mean, I, I think that's a little bit different in how it handles the the game and how it, it changes the game and, and changes the, the, the image of the game versus aging stars being chemically allowed to play longer to recuperate faster because you can take all the steroids you want You still can't hit a curveball without having the right mechanics and something special.
2: Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I mean, so I guess the question is: To what extent do these uh, pads? You know, do they speed your hands up? For example, you know, enhance your ability to react to ninety-five mile an hour fastballs. Stay back on a curveball. All good questions. I don't know the answer to that. I, obviously, they do something because it wouldn't have been so prevalent. I mean, the, the craziest, I guess, just most obvious example was oh, the Bash brothers, right? Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Barry Bonds. You see pictures of Barry Bonds beforehand? He's like skinny as a rail. And then he comes out, I think he played at uh, Arizona State. But he was State. still hitting home
1: runs. That's the crazy part.
2: Right. He was, even as a as a skinny person. or Because, I mean, with...
1: if I'm not mistaken, isn't he the only one or one of two or maybe three that hit 40 home runs
2: and stole 40 bases in the same season? I think that's right. Uh, he's a freak. They're all freaks, let's, oh, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, I, I don't think it's really appreciated just how freaky – Unique, rare they are, uh, but they are so. Ortiz. I just thought I I enjoy seeing celebrations on such stories and and announcements. And they they happened to catch him live. I think he was sitting amongst friends and family, if I'm not mistaken, in like a pub or something. And he found out, and you know, he rose and went crazy and cried and so forth. I, I just like to see stuff like that. It's kind of heartwarming. What about uh, this transgender Jeopardy contestant? You heard about this, Amy Schneider? Oh yeah, the,
1: uh, the only person who's been on it longer is the guy that got a
2: chance to host it just a while back. Right. Who I believe. Ken Jennings, I think is his name? That's Ken Jennings, yeah. 74 consecutive wins for Ken. Schneider is being recognized as the woman with the most jeopardy wins, except she was born as a biological male. Oh, what a tangled web we we. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's just crazy. Uh she won, let's see, a cool $1.3 million. After being taken down by Ron Talsma in Final Jeopardy action. Ms Talsma is a librarian from Chicago. And interestingly enough, it came down to the Final Jeopardy category, which was countries of the world. And the question was the only, or excuse me, the answer. <laughs> Gosh, don't crucify me for that. <laughs> must be phrased in the form of a question. Isn't that what they do if you do it wrong? Uh, The only nation in the world whose name in English ends with an H and is one of the ten most populous. So it turns out Schneider, I'm going to use that, who used the MX the other day? Not a Ms. or a Mr., but a MX. (laughs) MX Schneider (laughs) <laughs> Did not respond. Didn't respond. Now, you can't just make something up, right? Because that's that's a, that's one of those questions where it's fairly specific. It's very objective. It's got to be a country, and it's right. got to end in an H. So you can't just, oh, whatever, you know. So the answer, the question, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> oh, gosh. Those zany Jeopardy! creators got me all confused. What is Bangladesh? There you go. And so uh, Ms. Tausma ousted Schneider, Amy Schneider, after pocketing $1.3 million, a transgender. Oh, gosh. So Ken Jennings remains the all-time champ. I don't know if he won more money at the time. I'm not sure, but he was on the show with 74 consecutive wins. I wonder how many they tape a day.
1: Mm, got to be a handful at least.
2: Three to five, maybe? Yeah. It's a half-hour show, right?
1: Yeah, but there's there's got to be
2: something in there they're cutting. That's probably true for, for um, airing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, Schneider is uh, an Oakland resident and was born a biological male but has uh, takes on 1.3 million dollars how about that overnight uh, check of the markets real quick by the way we've got senator Kevin Blackwell coming on in the next segment at 10:20 he of course is the chairperson of the Senate Medicaid Committee and ran point over there in the Senate on the medical marijuana bill and then we've got our own uh, Super Talk Mississippi News Director J.T. Mitchell coming in the studio at eleven oh five, and I'll get to Apple later. They had a blowout quarter. I'm going to do some comparisons between them and some other companies just for perspective. These guys are just printing money. It doesn't appear to be sufficient support to get the market stabilized. The market is still quite. Uh, quite turbulent as they say anyhow and we
1: have our libertarian hero of the day
2: we got yeah Rhino was telling me about that earlier fascinating story we will get to but first a break here on middays when we return Senator Kevin Blackwell stay with us.
3: From the Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 47. Tonight, clear skies, low around 24. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 49. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 33. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in
4: Brandon. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better faster.
5: Ever have questions about your prescriptions, even in the middle of the night? Well, Walgreens now offers pharmacy chat 24 7, so you can ask an expert about things like the correct dosage of your medications or possible side effects. Speaking of side effects, the side effect of getting your questions answered at 2 a.m. Sleeping much easier for the next six hours. Try Pharmacy Chat today or tonight, online or on the Walgreens app.
3: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
8: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it
0: out. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
9: Let's get on with it.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: Ah, say booga, can't you hear me talking to you? That's the ball of the news To live. It's on, the and the band on
2: We are back on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this sunny, chilly, uh, what day? Friday, y'all. And we've got Senator Kevin Blackwell, represents District 19, DeSoto and Marshall Counties. Serves, are you still chairperson of Medicaid? Sir? I am. Yeah. Yes, sir.
10: And also uh, chair of Peer this year.
2: Oh, a Peer. Yes, sir. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for coming in, Senator. Appreciate that. So, the, uh, I guess the big breaking news, you have been running point on the medical marijuana legislation on the Senate side. You really had not stopped working on this, have you, <laughs> since uh, you guys signed he died last year?
10: Uh, Since May, Uh, actually, I was in uh, Cancun in a pool, had had a fruity drink, and uh, my phone started ringing, and that was uh, when the uh, got the news: the Supreme Court had struck down the initiative process. Yeah. So uh, the next week I was back in Jackson. I've been down here every week since then. Man,
2: I know you and Representative Yancey on the House side have uh, really done yeoman's work uh, on this legislation in serving the people in this respect. So big news of the week is we've got a bill that uh, was passed by both chambers is now sitting on the governor's desk. You and I were just talking uh, before we came on when the clock starts he has five days in accordance with Mississippi statute I believe that's correct to take action and if he doesn't it by default becomes law.
10: That's correct so he's basically has three options he can sign it he can, and it becomes law. He cannot sign it and wait the five days, and it becomes law, or he can veto it. Yeah,
2: you you want to take a hazard a guess at what he's going to do there? I'm I'm
10: not <laughs> going to guess. If uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he did not sign it. Yeah. But uh, I don't believe he's going to veto it. He's he certainly in his uh,
2: initial response, his public comments about it he just said that you know you guys have been working hard to get something that um is i don't know close or something to that effect i don't remember the exact quote but it 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 didn't tip his hand one way or another let's just put it
10: that right. way right and we uh the, the governor's office came to us i think about 3 times with the request and for the most part we uh, were able to address all those and then uh, we further reduced the uh, overall amount, which was a sticking point for him. So, yeah. so I'm hoping we moved far enough. It's uh, you know for him to uh, approve the bill.
2: If you don't mind, I'm just going to uh, sort of share the, the chronology on that. I65 Initiative 65 uh, called for allowed for the purchase of five ounces per month, and then in the Senate, in the bill you guys offered, uh, reduced that to three and a half. And then that was changed in the House to 3, and that's where it landed. Is that correct?
10: That's correct.
2: All right. So we're at 3. I think the governor, in uh, numerous uh, uh, public uh, addresses on the matter, was uh, asking for two and a half, I think half of what, Initiative 65. Is that kind of your
10: understanding? Yes, sir. I believe that was
2: correct. So we we landed on 3. And uh, anyhow, and you, well, you brought some samples
10: with you, too. I, I did. You know, and this whole process is compromised. That's that's the sure. political process. and So... Uh, uh,
2: show us what you got. We got you on uh, camera there. So. All right.
10: Well, th- there was uh, discussions, I think, on uh, another, uh, well, the same channel, different... Uh, <laughs> different show. Different, different program. Show, uh, where an ounce was the size of a loaf of bread. Okay. And uh, so what I brought in... I, a loaf of bread? It, a loaf of bread. So what I brought in uh, this is hemp. So this is not, uh, yeah, real cannabis, but okay. uh, it's hemp. But this is flour, and that is an ounce of flour. Okay. So, so it's more. It's it's in a little baggie. You probably put a a slice of bread would uh, occupy the yeah, same space. De-
2: maybe a sandwich.
10: Be a little tight. That's right. Yeah. Then uh, this is uh, the three point five grams, and so this is some were saying uh, you're going to get eleven joints. Per day out of this this packet, okay, and in actuality, it'll make about three and a half
11: uh, uh, okay. joints.
10: Gotcha. And then what I brought in here was an actual um, one and a half gram joint, and we got to put a cigarette in beside it to so show you sort of a yeah for comparison, comparison yeah. purposes. Yeah. So you can see it's about the the size of a cigarette. Okay. So.
2: And that's how much? What's the, uh, the quantity? The, in That
10: the, one and a half. This is one point five grams. Okay.
2: So I guess the, the the debate seems to have that it seems to have uh, evolved to the most thorny issue I guess with respect to the governor's position and in uh, the bill is how much could you get in terms of of uh, making of joints out of that daily amount that unit and and so you you brought in kind of for comparison purpose. It right. it does seem just, I mean, and, and uh, I made it clear I've never done that before, don't know anything about it, but just my eyes would suggest the three and a half grams that you just held up, it just seems like it'd be hard to get 11 out of that. Uh, it, uh, in the size it, of what's in the tube, the actual right. cigarette and the joint you brought.
10: Right. You, you could, uh, and actually I had a picture that when we did this on the floor that I displayed, and we had uh, uh, 11 joints okay. out, out of this okay. and the f- the filter as you you can see there's a filter on this yep. this the filter was more than half of the joint mm. okay. so so you you could get 25 joints but it it's you're going to be smoking paper
2: yeah and and i heard that argument as well so anyhow i guess we're going to see where all that goes now with respect uh, to the governor, but even if he were to veto it, it do, do you believe that uh, both chambers would stand firm on where their positions are, which would I, I believe override so. a veto?
10: I believe so, and I, I can think I can speak for the Senate. We, You know, we've worked with the governor for, well, for me, for four years and others for eight years. Uh, we have a good working relationship, and we don't really want to veto. Sure, sure. Uh, Override a veto. I'm not going to say the same for our House friends, but um, but uh, yeah, the the numbers are there. uh, I think to to override a veto if it came down to that. I got you.
2: Well, all right, so what's next? I mean, when is it? Suppose he, he signs it, just to hypothetically signs it, or doesn't, and it becomes law. What's the schedule from there on?
10: Well, after that, uh, the Department of Health has about 120 days. We kind of lengthened the period for them to start issuing licenses uh, to practitioners and the patients. And then the whole process starts with uh, the applicants for uh, the. Uh, the uh, processors and the, the growers yep. uh, to start, and then we end up with the, uh, the final stage is the uh, dispensaries getting licensed.
2: What are you hearing from uh, practitioners, I think is the term that, that is used to describe those who, are, uh, who would be authorized under the law uh, to... Authorized patients, certified patients for use. What are you hearing from that community in terms of their interest in being in the program? They've got to they've got to jump through some hoops and complete some training, so forth.
10: Yes, sir, they do, and that's where we differ from Oklahoma. Um, there okay. was a lot of concerns about that, but so we do have some, I guess, if you want to say hurdles for. Uh, at a, probably not the best word but requirements it, yeah it's yeah. it's not going to be a slam dunk like it was over in Oklahoma but so a practitioners going to have to have 8 hours of training so they're going to have to make a conscious decision that they want to take their practice in this particular direction okay. and be committed to uh learning because this is such a new new product so um, once that occurs and the patients can can start going to them. In uh, kind of the, it's been a mixture. There's been uh, we had hearings, and there were some practitioners that came in and spoke against uh, uh, cannabis, and mostly the smoking against the smoking aspect of it. Okay, and then I've met with others that uh, can't wait to get started. Uh think it's a great thing. Yeah, it'd be a good benefit for their patients.
2: So, uh, just to kind of catch up our audience, Senator, who could qualify as a practitioner?
10: Well, we have uh, physicians, DOs, nurse practitioners, uh, ph- physicians assistants, and optometrists.
2: Okay. Alright. Um, interesting. Now, now, also, as I recall uh, in the bill that's drafted, uh, a potential patient between the age of 18 and 25 can only be certified by a physician. Is that correct? One of the
10: practitioners has to be a physician. One. Has to have two, uh, one of which has to be a physician. That's correct.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. And then uh, over the age of 25, you just need one. Is that correct? One of any of those categories of practitioners.
10: That's correct. And below 18, it needs to be a physician as well.
2: Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. So you've got the the group um, uh, below 18, and I've seen cases where parents of of, uh, children that could benefit from this have spoken uh, about that in support. This legislation. Yes, they have. Yeah, all right. So, uh, and do you think there's enough time? I'm concerned, Senator, about the Department of Health and dumping this on them. For lack of a better term, it's a pretty short time frame to get all this up and running, and a lot of work. And of course, they're kind of busy with all the COVID stuff as well. Uh, yeah. Would you answer that yeah. when we come back? Yes, sir. We got a break will. right here. Right. Senator Kevin Blackwell is our guest in the Super Talk Studio. Stay with us.
9: Shaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. Right
1: on. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag, we're the state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner. Member FDIC.
3: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheese Steak Sandwich or Wrap. Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again,
4: 769-208-8283. Roger's Dabs Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. The Roger's Dabs Service, Parts, and Quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates Brandon, or rogersdabs.com.
14: If you love hunting, fishing, and ag, don't miss the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th. At the Ag and Outdoor Expo, you'll find everything for the outdoors, rods and reels, bows, guns, and clothing, as well as tools and equipment for the ag world. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th at the Trademark on the fairgrounds. Brought to you by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Five months and over 20 surgeries later, Layla Jamison is back home. The George County teen was injured in a deadly washout on Highway 26 after Hurricane Ida. Two people were killed and ten injured in the horrific accident August 31st of last year when seven vehicles went into the hole created by the washout. Scientists are monitoring a new version of Omicron. The subvariant BA2 account- for nearly half of all cases in Denmark, and it's doubling every four days in the UK. Fox's Jonathan Siri has more. That's on a background
16: of a lot of Omicron exposure, a lot of vaccination, and a lot of boosting. So, this is a subvariant that can still take over. I think that's concerning.
4: Dr. Paul Burton, who serves as chief medical officer for Moderna, says it's still unclear how dangerous the subvariant is and whether it can reinfect people who have recovered from the original Omicron.
2: Super Talk Mississippi, that would be the who? Baba O'Reilly, all I can think about right now when I hear that is Pete Townsend smashing guitars at the end of the <laughs> live performance. <laughs> he had the money to do it. We've got Senator Kevin Blackwell in the Super Talk studios. All right, so before we went to break, Senator, I was just uh, asking if you had any concerns about the uh, n- new responsibilities, essentially, for the Department of Health in the administration of the medical marijuana program. It just would appear, uh, given that it seems like every day there's news coming out of uh, uh, Dr. Thomas Dobbs with respect to uh, coronavirus, that uh, there's a lot of work to be done here in a short amount of time to get it accomplished. What are you hearing there?
10: Well, you know, the uh, department was tasked with all the responsibilities to start with, with uh, Initiative 65, yeah. and uh, had already done a real good job of going through and putting in some rules and regulations. Uh, you know, for the program, uh, Dr. Is, uh has been great to work with. Um, sort of like the Energizer Bunny, he keep you know this COVID things certainly has placed a lot of demands on him, but uh, he's been willing to step up to the plate and and work with us on this. So we're going to make sure he gets the appropriate resources to yeah. manage the program.
2: So when you look at the at the taxation of it, you've got an excise tax and then a sales tax, right? That's correct. Um, it's 5% excise tax, I believe, 7% correct. sales tax. So you got to think that a fair amount of that revenue will will have to fund those resources uh, that uh, Department of Health will, will need in administering the program.
10: That, that's true, along with the licensing and application fees. Yeah, yeah. Is
2: this consistent, uh, Senator, with the other states that have a medical marijuana program that they're a sort of equivalent of the Mississippi Department of Health administers?
10: They have it's sort of a hodgepodge. Some have an actual separate agency. Okay. And you know, at, at one time we entertained at least that discussion. Yeah. But didn't want to create another layer of government, government. bureaucracy. Sure. So uh, just trying to use utilize our current resources. Uh, so some. Some do have these agencies, some it's the Department of Health, and then some, uh, the Department of Ag is certainly involved in the cultivation side of things. Yeah. Well, uh, a short time frame to get
2: all this spun up in in place. And, of course, uh, the I think the law uh, provides for systems, requires systems that track, what do we say, seed to sale, I think is the phrase used. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a lot of work to get all that up and running. Now, we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, as an old IT guy, because we've got systems that are in place in other states that have been developed and and enhanced and fine-tuned and have evolved over the period. So it's kind of the good news from the the implementation perspective in our state is we've got lots of other tools and resources and um, sort of guidance from the other state, a model, if you will, to implement here.
10: Right, and uh, I know the department has been uh, solicited, if you would, by a number of providers I'm sure. to have these seed-to-cell tracking systems, so they've had opportunities to take a look. And then we're kind of wa- uh, waiving the ITS requirements uh, okay. for, so they can get up to speed a little bit and comply with those time frames. Yeah,
2: and, and, and uh, as one who has been through uh, countless uh, ITS procurements, and they do a fantastic job, by the way, yeah, that that in itself, it'd take that long just to award a deal from now to the time you you spin it up when you talk about a an RFP and the in the selection process, the evaluation that that takes a long time to right. do. So, okay, so you guys have thought through that, I assume, in council with ITS, uh, they've probably recommended in how to best approach that. I, I just point that out because that really is a critical element of this of this deal to to keep it, it uh, well regulated in accordance with the law. That's correct. All right. So then we've got the Department of Agriculture. What uh, update us on what the final decision was there for Andy Gibson's group? We,
10: we've completely removed them from from the bill. So now the Department of Health could uh, contract with them for some aspects if they so desire. Oh, contract with them? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it just uh, seems to be uh, a little odd that the, I, I'm not sure because you got you got a plant that's grown in the earth that also happens to be medicine in this case. And it does kind of straddle both of those departments, it would seem. So the Department of Health could the Department of Health contract with a third party yes, as I can. needed. Okay. Yes. So the bill provides and, for that. And other agencies. All right. A couple other things that have come up related to this is uh, participation from a business perspective by members of the legislature. Uh, I believe uh, that ended up um, prohibiting such participation until January one twenty three. Is that correct?
10: That's correct. So, you know, we're we're all we're, we're citizen legislators. Sure. We, we bunch of us have our own businesses. Sure. Uh, you, so. Yeah, it's not uh, a
2: full-time job.
10: Right. So we we invest in different things. Yeah. It was, as we looked at this, since we we're creating this brand new business venture right from the beginning, and we're voting on it, we th- just thought it best that we just put a little moratorium on it. and Yeah.
2: Well, I think what will likely result there is that, and i'm just speculating here that the vast majority of the investment and in any sort of licensing and filings and and um a formation of businesses in this industry will have occurred by january 1 23 that, that's right and so that uh, that's i assume that's what what the thought process that's right the, all
10: these businesses will be up formed up and running uh certainly cultivators and processors yeah and, uh so if you want to get involved then you're you're coming in on kind of on the back end of it, yeah,
2: because um they're all poised, I mean, they've mm-hmm. all been waiting for this, they were kind of ready, and then when the Supreme Court made their decision, it put a pause and a hold, but I know a lot of them have been positioned association that okay. has formed here Ken Newberger's been on the program before and he heads that uh medical marijuana association he he's talked about the you know who are essentially his members those in the industry so. Uh so the question here on the C spire
10: text line is the state going to regulate the THC level. We put a limit on the THC and as far as medical goes, uh we're I think we're the only state that has a limitation on the THC. So we put a limitation on the flour at at 30% and uh infused products at uh, 60%. Yeah.
2: All right, on the C-SPire tax line, uh, tell Senator Blackwell I said good job on the medical marijuana bill. This is uh, to be tire- this has to be tiring, and I appreciate the time and effort you put in. I miss him on pier. That's from Terry Burton, uh, by the way. Thank you. Wanted to thank let you, you, Terry. Know that. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Uh, okay, this is a good question. What training is required of the of the sellers? I think uh, bud tenders is what they're
10: called, right? In the industry, they're called bud tenders. I don't think uh, I think we originally had that term in our uh, Bill, but I believe we removed it. Yeah, uh, but they they're going to have to have eight hours of training initially, and then uh, each year ad- an additional five hours of training.
2: And what about um, in terms of certifying a patient? Is it the practitioner who would determine the? Is there an amount they determine, or once they certify you, it's within the constraints of the law?
10: It's it's within the constraints of the law, and okay. a, a lot of all of this comes because it's a Schedule One drug. Okay, you know if we the feds ever move and move this to Schedule Two, uh, we'll be revamping the, the our laws here. But uh, mm-hmm. so a physician can't do a prescription, right? In which a prescription comes with a specific. Uh, Bed- dose, yeah, dose, and, dose. Uh, yeah. uh, and and duration and things right. of that nature right so but, so for uh, initially so they the patient would go in see the physician if they had one of the qualifying conditions then they would write a, a recommendation okay uh, and then they take that to the send it to the department of health and then the department of health would issue them a card they take the card to the dispensary of their choice and you know, get their product
2: would that recommendation uh, I think I've heard Lee refer to it as like a certification, but the same thing we're talking about yes, here, sir. approving them, Does it? Uh, would they specify as part of that uh, the form of uh, consumption, Don't, smokeable or otherwise? No, sir. Just, okay. uh, just, just
10: certify. Just certify. And then they go to a dispensary. They go to a dispensary, and these uh, bud tenders, as yeah. we reference, uh, or at least in my experience in visiting a few dispensaries in other states um have a wealth of knowledge about the product that far exceeds uh, my knowledge uh it's almost like uh, sommeliers with uh, with wine yeah and yeah it's, uh, above my level of understanding the wine stewards yeah, that's right yeah. <laughs>
2: so what about requirements for growers and and cultivators so um is there anything special there that in, in terms of prior experience or qualifications
10: there no no we've yeah. uh, pre market let the free market decide. Yes, yeah. Sir.
2: Uh, question on C-SPIRE text line. I'll answer. Is where do you where do you go? I'd recommend calling the Medical Marijuana Association. Talk to the association if you're interested in in uh, right. being in the industry. That's right. Yeah. That out of your guys' two. hands at that point. And uh, out of your yeah. hands as that, far as that, that's, that's concerned.
10: That, that, that's right. Yeah.
2: Well, Senator, uh, very informative, sir, and uh, appreciate you coming on and and appreciate uh, all your hard work on this. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens with the governor now. Yep. Thank you. I'm sure, we'll talk to you again. Appreciate it. Have good luck uh,
10: hunting today. You told me you're going hunting. That's right. <laughs> head head doors. There you go.
2: We'll be right back here on midday's after the break at eleven. We've got Super Talk News Director J.T. Mitchell. Stay with us.
4: worrying about low cd rates do i have enough money to retire
18: is my principal safe iras don't worry i can help and you can sleep better too call david cox direct 601-594-8977
12: 601-594-8977 now
16: If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. 7 million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds, then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching
19: today. This is the opening Agri-Market Report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was down 30 to 121.33. May cotton was down 43 to 118.93. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade March soybeans were up 25 and a quarter to 1473 3 quarters per bushel. May soybeans were up 25 and 3 quarters to 1479 and 3 quarters per bushel. March corn was up 8.5 to 633 3 quarters per bushel. May corn was up 7.5 to 6.30 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 60 to 142.22. June live cattle was up 55. To 137.25. March feeders up 25 to 159.72. April feeders up 20 to 165.30. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 149 points, 34,011. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
14: Defense wins championships, and when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Guard 3 Extend Flex cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Guard 3 Extend Flex cotton at b3xf.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for. Success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong
0: out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with Strong Cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable, grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
12: Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson, 97.3. <laughs> <laughs> Properly set, all controls before
0: recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: And yes, I'll have to admit, when I was in high school, I'd like to crank that up. Had a Yamaha receiver and uh, KLH speakers. I don't think they make them anymore. I don't know if they're around.
1: For some reason, I want to say they were bought by Klipsch. But I could be wrong.
2: Oh, really? Out of Hope, Arkansas. Makers of the famous Clips horns, clips horns, horn speakers. They're made to f- fit in the corner.
1: Or maybe that was just because Clips has K, uh, KPH
2: yeah. model numbers. Ah, ah. yeah, it's K- K-L-H is what I recall being the speaker model. Bought them here in uh, Jackson. So uh, I have to, I have to confess, I earned the money to buy that little system when I was in high school. From hustling at the bowling center, Laurel Lane's. I had a trick shot that I could do. <laughs> See, I'm serious. I had a trick shot that worked without fail, and I'd set it up and I'd bet that I could make it. And uh folks would place their bets. I'm batting a thousand on that, by the way. You always had to wait till they had uh It was late in the night when I could close the place down. I used to work there and run the place, run the counter when I was 16 years old. That's crazy to think that you'd let a 16-year-old do that, but a little different time. And I'd shut the place down, set the trick up. And it has to do with converting the 7-10 split. 7-10, those are the pins on the corners in the rack there. Virtually impossible.
1: Oh, yeah, statistically, I think it's actually funny. If you follow basic statistics, it's statistically impossible. Right. but It can be done.
2: Yeah, and the only way you can do it when you've got a, a, a rack that's been properly set up on the there's actually circles down on the lanes there where the pins are, are racked and placed is to hit it at a certain angle, hit one of the pins at a circle angle to go to blow it into the pin curtains, what it's called in the back, and bounce off that and come back to the lane and get the other one. Well, I had a trick that I, that I had learned from a pro bowler that came through a couple of years prior to when I started doing it. And it, it basically calls for setting up one of those pins legally on the spot, which means all it has to do is touch it, but with the belly of the pin, the widest part of the pin, hanging out into the gutter. And then you set up a light bowling ball, kind of wedge it against that pin. You throw a gutter ball. It hits the pin, slides the ball over to the other side, and takes out the other pin. Pay up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> See that's the difference
1: in teenagers when you were a teen versus teenagers now, okay? Teenagers when you were a teen were more than likely trying to find a way to use what they knew how to, to hustle a little money. Yeah. If right. you had that same exact trick nowadays for a teenager nowadays. It would be to get clout on TikTok for invisible internet cool points. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> Money would never enter their mind. You're right about that. Yeah. Although, how many of them are making a fortune on on crypto? I saw a report this morning that the uh, the crypto gozillionaires over the last year they're out buying houses. Many of them in California. A. So. I saw a report where a, a real estate broker was showing a, like a $30 million house, you know, a really expensive house, and some sort of unassuming individual comes in and wants to make an offer, and they learn and didn't really think this person was qualified, a 20-something. $600 million of value of Bitcoin. So wants to buy it now, with Bitcoin, now they're, in the real estate industry, they're trying to figure out a way. The risk, of course, is whatever the value is today could plummet tomorrow, Right, and because it's extremely volatile, and they're trying to figure out a way to do it. And so when they asked the broker, the, the journalist, gee, why would you take that risk? He just said, to be cool, <laughs> That's what the answer was. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it. You look at,
1: Bitcoin's the one that everybody knows about. I mean, yeah. You have other ones out there. You've got Ethereum, which seems to be a little bit more future-proofed than Bitcoin, but it still has its hang-ups. you got the Dogecoins and the Shiba Inu coins and everything else. Yeah. But Bitcoin, you could buy a Bitcoin for about the price of a Big Mac less than a decade ago. It's true. And now that one Bitcoin is worth and it's come down a lot but it's still worth about the price of a new car
2: yeah exactly it is incredible I mean if you got in on that you did quite well my college roommate Jeff in Forrest County says had JBL studio monitor speakers they were awesome they certainly were JBL speakers uh, I, I like I said I don't know what happened to KLH and I think when I bought that Yamaha receiver, they had literally just come onto the market back then, like 73 or something. We'll take a break. We got Super Talk News Director JT Mitchell next.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090.
5: I'm Pam Puzo, a hero send-off for New York City police officer Jason Rivera, who was killed in the line of duty.
10: He was a first generation New Yorker, son of immigrants. Example how we can come together as a city.
5: Mayor Eric Adams, Rivera's partner, Wilbert Mora, also died after responding to a domestic disturbance. Some competition for the dominant variant of COVID-19.
4: Scientists continue to monitor a new version of Omicron. The subvariant BA2 accounts for nearly half of all COVID cases in Denmark and is doubling every four days in the UK.
5: Fox's Jonathan Seri. It's unclear how dangerous the subvariant is. Also, unknown if people who have recovered from Omicron can be reinfected. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Lauren McGraw with Got To Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Got to go, 601-879-3969.
4: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umpflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Almost 100% of new COVID cases reported in Mississippi are resulting from the Omicron variant. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says there are no beds left in ICUs.
6: But there is considerable stress on our health systems, and we continue to see very severe stresses on our ICU spaces. We are at negative bed capacity at present in the state of Mississippi.
15: A unique NIL opportunity is coming to Ole Miss. The Oxford Chamber of Commerce and the Economic Development Foundation are working on a partnership that would give money to every student-athlete at Ole Miss. The program would also provide mentorships and internships to students that opt in. Oxford is believed to be the first college town in America to implement this kind of model. For more details, head over to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. President Biden said Thursday he'll announce his nominee to replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer before the end of next month, and that candidate will be a black woman.
18: The president has a right to nominate whom, whom, whomever he sees fit. Uh, I just wish he wouldn't qualify based on race or gender and actually
4: try to um, you know, go for the, the most qualified person.
15: Congressman Stephen Palazzo is grateful for the current conservative majority on the court.
7: Thank
12: God President Trump was able to nominate and get confirmed
4: three conservative Supreme Court justices. Um, I think uh, our country would be in a, a total mess right now if progressives or
12: the Communist Party controlled every lever of power in our nation.
15: The nomination isn't expected to change the makeup of the court, as Breyer is considered a liberal. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
20: solutions
12: hey it's richard cross from sports talk mississippi don't miss the college football fix every day at five o'clock driven by ford and your local mississippi ford dealers speaking of ford the trucks of the future were built for everyone the ford f-series america's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight built for performance and capability on and off-road the trucks of the future are not built for a few they are built for america ford f-series drive one today stop by your local mississippi ford dealer for more
6: details this is ben shapiro reminding you to listen to the ben shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m here on 97.3 Super Talk jackson
0: get ready get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state you're listening to middays with gerard gibbert Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. On this Friday, y'all joining us now in the studios. Super Talk Mississippi News Director J.T. Mitchell. Welcome, J.T. What's going on, Gerard? How are you, man? I'm doing great. First time you and I have had the pleasure of being on the show together, and uh, you took this position. It's been about a month now.
21: December fifteenth. Okay. You know, Super Talk—they do a good job of reeling you back in. So I'm glad to be back.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you—that's right. You were here for a stint. Mm-hmm. Two and then, years as a journalist. Okay. And then now you've come back, and you are our news director, and uh, we appreciate that. So, And there's a lot of news going on right now. Pull your mic up a little bit there. Very yeah, fluid business.
21: Yeah. Um, glad to be back, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Especially with a session going on. There's yeah. Tons of stuff going. No shortage. No, not at all. I all right. you know, ready for it to end a little bit.
2: <laughs> so I hear you. So you just heard uh, Senator Kevin Blackwell, mm-hmm. who uh, was... Uh, kind of the lead uh, senator over in the Senate on the medical marijuana bill, and I thought he did an excellent job really just going through all the the details of the provisions of the legislation. It now sits on uh, the governor's desk. He's got five days to sign it. I believe, by the way, I didn't get to this on the air, and I apologize for that, but off the air, I asked him, when does the clock start on the five days, which I think, excludes the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Excludes Sunday. Sunday, okay. So Saturday is considered because I think technically uh, the legislature could convene on a Saturday is as the, as right. the, the logic, the rationale I believe for, but not on a Sunday, I think, by statute. So I believe
21: so. it would be, if my math is correct, February 2nd.
2: Oh, it's when the deadline, yeah. the five days expires. Yep. Okay. And is that like at midnight or five o'clock, or do you know?
21: I can't tell you that. I have to go back and check. Um, yeah. I would assume it would be midnight. I okay. think in the past it's been midnight.
2: Okay. End of, um, end of the day, And I'm
21: honestly curious. I'm objective. You're subjective. Yeah. Do you believe that Governor Reeves is going to sign it? Do you think he'll veto it? Or do you think he'll let it run past with no signature?
2: Yeah. I'm uh, I'm torn on my opinion on that, I'll be honest. I, I think he's going to let it lie. Okay. Yeah. That's just my opinion at this point.
21: I put out a poll on uh, SuperTalk News, and most of our followers chose that as well. They think okay. it, they're gonna interesting.
2: Let it interesting, and I and I think that's just because once it was transmitted, his sort of immediate response really didn't say I'm looking forward to signing this bill. He he did, I think, express some degree of uh, of compliment of um, gratitude for just the effort, just the effort, and the effort to try to get it to build to uh, be more aligned with what he was seeking in a medical marijuana program. But he it, it didn't really come out and say, man, I'm 100% on board with this deal. It's exactly what we, we need.
21: I mean, I think similar to the income tax bill, yeah. Governor Reeves, he says he's encouraged, yeah. but I don't think he's on board.
2: I think that's right. I think that's right.
21: So yeah, there is no shortage of news at the state <laughs> capitol right now. Um we have that, we have the religious exemptions that just came out. Yep. Um equal pay. Yep. Um, so that's going on right right down there right now. Um, some good news though, yeah. In the Capitol. Did you see that Nyla Covington, she won homecoming queen at Forest Agricultural High School back in September. She got commended by the Senate because as soon as she got awarded the crown, she turned and gave it to her best friend who had lost her mother to cancer.
2: Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, some I
21: good news that. to start you out yeah. with. There's bad news everywhere. That's no, some good news You're for the right. listeners.
2: That is, that is totally awesome. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that, uh, JT. All right, so yeah, the, I think there's also a bill that might be of interest uh, to our listeners that uh, just passed. I know the House yesterday, which would prohibit vaccine mandates in the public sector right for the public sector does not apply to the private sector I know there's a separate bill that would do so would prohibit the private sector from instituting uh, or establishing vaccine mandates but this one just applies in the public sector for public sector employees those of the state of Mississippi and in local jurisdictions
21: that's correct and you know like everything up there it's all
2: contingent. Oh, yeah. You
21: see bill after bill, year after year, that you think it's going to happen, yeah. goes to another chamber,
2: yeah. does not. Not sure on this one, honestly. Right. Yeah.
21: Um, you know, hopefully, this time, next year, we're not talking about all Man, these COVID-19 so. oriented bills. Oh, I agree. Doesn't March 2020 feel like
2: centuries ago? Uh, it does. It absolutely, <laughs> it's an unbelievable. When I hear, honestly, when I hear uh, young parents Talk about their young children who uh, who have spent their entire lives to this point uh, with COVID restrictions in a mask. I mean, they just think that's the way that, that their whole life's going to be. They're they're four years old and they spent three years of it in a mask. Well, I get
21: we have to do what we have to do. Yeah, but I could never looking back on my adolescent life. I could never imagine learning behind an iPad. Yeah, I don't know how much I would have picked up.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, they, and so there's a lot of debate going on there. Uh, there's all kinds of reports of uh, problems with mental health with um, students, youngsters that are being forced to to learn in an environment where they're behind plexiglass, can have masks on, their teachers have masks on, and so forth. And, have a lunch in the classrooms. You know, exactly. Or outside, 20 feet apart, when it's 45 degrees with masks on, which is insane. But uh, so there's concerns about that 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 are surfacing, and I saw where Secretary of Education uh, Becerra, uh, uh in the Biden administration he's calling for more money for more counseling and therapists. Not not we're gonna to try to solve this problem by maybe we don't need these these measures, these restrictions. No, we're gonna put more counselors out there to deal with this, which I think is just a huge waste of money and really the wrong approach. But seems to be the world we live in uh, right now for sure.
21: It is. Um, and fortunately enough I'm just reporting it objectively. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, we got a couple of minutes. What's on tap for next week? What do you what's on the horizon down there at the Capitol you see? You
21: know, um it's, there's a lot going on in the Capitol, yeah. and I, I really don't know. My biggest thing for next week is seeing if the governor does sign the medical marijuana bill. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to talk about to the listeners before I do go off air is that even when football is not going on in Mississippi, football is going on in Mississippi.
9: Yeah.
21: Um, yesterday, Shadir Sanders, Jackson State quarterback, Coach right. Prime's son, he's the first HBCU player to sign with Gatorade. Right,
2: uh, nil. Yeah.
21: If my knowledge is correct, um, him and Paige Buchers of UConn are the only two college athletes to ever do that, which is pretty amazing. You know, the name image like name image and or likeness deal yeah. is changing college sports. Um, no did you question. hear about Ole Miss's new system? Uh uh-huh. So the city of Oxford, um, as well as the county, Lafayette County, uh, the Oxford Lafayette County Chamber of Commerce, as well as the Economic Development Foundation. They formed an agreement where they'll be the first ever college town in America paying players. So, so the town itself, the town itself, and will that come from taxpayer funding? It will come from individual businesses that are members of the chamber, okay. as well as individual donors that choose to be part of it. Okay, and it's not constricted to just football or just all basketball. Athletes. Every single okay. student athlete, and watch Starville, Bad Rouge, um, etc. They will all. Hop on this plan. On this plan, this model is absolutely genius. Yeah. Um,
2: and so you got to believe these private sector individuals that are willing to part with their money for this purpose believe that it is in their best economic interest. For sure, doing
21: think it. about it, Gerard. If the Ole Miss football team goes ten and two, eleven and one, twelve and zero every single year, that brings in sixty five thousand people for twelve weekends, or you know, home yeah, games. Sure. Let's say seven. Six, seven six, seven weekends a year. Businesses they'll thrive, no question. Just based off of it. So why not, you know, put a little money down to give sure. every single player two hundred dollars?
2: Yeah, it's an investment. So uh, winning is what brings the fans. There ain't no question about that. Have you
21: ever been to Oxford when there's not something going
2: on? Oh, I have. When school's not in session, it's dead.
21: Exactly. All I
2: know very well. And so, so. I think
21: it's genius. Um, I think starville will follow suit very, very quickly. Um, speaking of old Miss, Jackson Dort from the University of Southern California, he yep. may be the starting quarterback next year. It's what a saw! Um, apparently, according to the student directory, is now enrolled at all. Oh, Ole Miss. really?
2: Mm-hmm. That was ten well, uh, thirty last be- night. You gotta believe he's gonna play football. You so. think? <laughs> you would think <laughs> he's pretty, he pretty good football. You know, there's play.
21: always something going on around here.
2: Jolly! I did not know that. That whole thing is 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 so. Uh, just dynamic now and topsy turvy, and it's just really turned it on its head. When you think about the NILs, the the transfer portal, uh, gosh, all the other stuff going on, the uh, the jacking up of of coaches' pay, all gotta of be feed. a bidding
21: war when you're talking about recruiting it's kids. Gotta incredible. be a
2: bidding war. It's hard enough without that. Now you've got to introduce money legitimately up front, right in, out in the open. That's just changing the whole game. JT, appreciate you coming in, man. And uh, congratulations on your new position here. Thank you. You can
21: always find us at supertalk.fm forward
2: slash news. We'll be checking the news out for sure. A lot going on there. We'll be right back here on midday. Stay with us.
20: well think again if you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction regardless of your age or medical history innovative health clinic in Ridgeland can help their treatment options work without pain needles surgery or medications and no downtime using the latest proven technology call 601-944-5585 or visit innovativehealthclinic.net for an appointment today
13: ace bolt and screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware tools and fasteners locally Ace Bolt & Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt & Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt.
12: It's football season again. Which means it's football season again. And here at Frank's Red Heart, we've put together a completely exhaustive list of essentials that will bring everyone together on game day. Essential number one, Frank's Red Heart. I mean, come on, people. That was, that was a given. Number two, wings. Like, just, just so many wings. Okay, um, it looks like that's it. <laughs> There's not even a third thing on the page. Do, do I just say the first two essentials again, or is, is that weird? Nope, just Franks and wings? Okay, that's okay. Franks Red Hot. I put that on
0: everything. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
3: Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time,
0: come down to Cock of the Walk. I
9: like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies.
19: I love it. Catfish is excellent.
0: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the
4: Walk.
19: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Minute in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twominintatruck.com for a free, no obligation
11: estimate.
18: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling.
9: Hit it. Go. Play it.
0: Midday's with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: We are back. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Appreciate JT coming in on the studio and giving us an update on the big stories from the week. Don't forget today, in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. It comes on uh, after the show. You'll hear an interview Steve conducted with longtime LPGA star Chris Cheddar in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by VisitMississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. on most Supertalk Mississippi stations, Supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And I tell you what, we here at Supertalk, we're all over the place, aren't we? Where Wherever you? you want us, I'm telling you, it is unbelievable, and that is just uh, the way the radio business has evolved. And I think for the for the better, honestly. So gone are the days when you could uh, only hear radio uh, by setting your dial on your radio, right? So we uh, we're TV, we're live on TV, CSpire Channel 70. Yep, and right next to the Weather Channel. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you can pick us up on the app, which works great. You can, uh, and then you've got all the various streaming services. We publish the shows on podcasts. Just wanted to kind of remind that of folks out there. Go back and listen to things. at your leisure. And, of course, we're all over social media, and the good folks here do a good job of um, extracting really uh, good interviews and pulling those out, publishing those. You can listen to, share. In case you can't catch the show live, but we don't say it enough, but you guys make the show possible, and we appreciate. I know we may not always agree on everything. This is an opinion show. We just share our opinion. You share yours. We have a good time doing that. We we do it in a civil manner, constructive manner. I hope you see it that way. We certainly do, and uh, and so we. We we think uh, by far you are our most valuable asset. Without you, we don't exist. So anyhow, thank you very much. All right. So you know the Supreme Court stuff. We gotta we gotta stay on top of that because as you know by now, Justice Stephen Breyer says he's out. He's done leaving the bench. and, yeah, and he- when you listen to the
1: uh, the short presser yesterday, or. Really, just the introduction by President Biden and then Breyer speaking. Yep. The, the wrong one's leaving their job. The, the <laughs> wrong. wrong one seems to have their faculty
2: still with them. And yeah. You got a video for us? You got some sound for uh, us?
1: No, but it was just, I kept seeing it over and over where I would see these little clips of people playing Breyer's statements. And I'm going, yes. Wow, he can elucidate
2: what he wants to say so much better than the man sitting in the Oval Office. I I totally agree. Uh, Check your email. I think I sent you a little short clip to play there where President Biden is talking about the nomination process. You see that?
22: Choosing someone to sit in the Supreme Court I believe is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select the nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue, in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. There you
2: go, the first black woman. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. this Can you imagine, again, I'm not a big whataboutism, but in the case of uh, holding uh, the administration, our elected leaders, and our media to a consistent standard. I think that we're justified and warranted in doing so. But in our society, think about this. It's okay for the sitting president to declare that he will only nominate a black female, right? That the person has to possess those immutable physical characteristics. Got no chance otherwise. Not even under any form of consideration. Not one iota. Right? But if you just change those words from black woman to white man, all hell would break loose. I can't comprehend, honestly, what would happen. How can one be okay and one not? That's what just is mind-boggling, and it's dangerous. It is a trend that is sweeping across this country, in the private sector, in the public sector, across our culture, every corner of it, where only those physical immutable characteristics are considered the most priority qualifications, the highest priority qualifications. Nothing else matters. Not worldview, not experience, not performance, not value proposition, not character, integrity. Even though he says that, that's that's disturbing. Totally disturbing in my view. So and then the other thing is, why does the Supreme Court Have to kind of have this diversity feature. Why is that so important? If the Supreme Court did what it's supposed to do, which is interpret the Constitution, none of that should matter. That should be irrelevant. We shouldn't care. Nobody should. That's how it ought to work. But when you hear that, what that suggests to me is that Joe Biden, the Democrats, they truly do see the Supreme Court. As an extension of the Congress, as a legislative body, they want activist judges to do things as they see fit, and I think that's I think that's scary. I, I just do. I think that's a problem, uh, but it is uh, certainly pervasive in our society, and we got to be aware of it, and because uh, it's in every corner. I wish you'd worry about more <laughs> the incompetency of the departments within the administration. Just thinking about over the past year, Homeland Security. Let's take those guys. How are they doing? we got wide open borders. We've got these reports that have surfaced now from back in August when migrants were crossing the border and being ferried by contractors on charter jets <laughs> two various airports in under the cover of darkness, Westchester, New York, which is one of the wealthiest, richest communities in this country. It's where AOC's from, by the way. That's why she's such a hypocrite. I've been there. It's unbelievable. And it, they're ferrying them under the veil of darkness. No security. No vaccines, uh, verification, no COVID testing, no background checks, nothing. And then just releasing them out. And there are la- people that are laughing about it. The security folks, we, we, we played it yesterday. Heck, we, we have more security for an NBA basketball team than we do these folks. But so, you got Homeland Security, you got the Energy Secretary, We've lost energy independence, and we got, by the way, eighty-eight dollar a barrel oil right now. Goldman Sachs says it's going to one hundred and five. I saw in California it's four sixty-nine a gallon now. It's over three bucks here, right, for regular average. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, we got the supply chain nightmare. That's under his watch. HHS Secretary.
1: Penn. You saw what Buttigieg said yesterday or two days ago. What's that? About how they're, they're working so that Americans don't have to fear losing their lives on the roads of America. How's that? He doesn't have any plan for how he, that was going to happen. Oh, gosh. He admitted that it's likely not to happen during his time in the office, but uh, that's their
2: goal. Oh, man. No more road deaths. Okay. Somehow I'm, that's... I'm all on board. That's feasible. I'm all on board if he can figure that out, I'd like to see the plan to achieve that. HHS Secretary uh, Xavier Becerra. Think about the problems with testing, mandates, therapeutic shortages, made in China, masks and testing supplies. Secretary of State Blinken, Afghanistan, Russia, China. I mean, just go down the list. Department of Labor with the labor shortage. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Declared that this inflation thing is transitory. I mean, I know you're loving this, Kevin. Where are you, Kevin? He asked me something earlier. Uh, He said, here we go, our daily dose of Biden bashing. I just told the truth. We'll be right back.
3: From the SeabrettPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrettPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 47. Tonight, clear skies, low around 24. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 49. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 33. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
17: Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's.
9: Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's.
4: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive
16: everything we do. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Your historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At LoanDepot, Home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states.
3: In the metro area, the houses talk.
16: Hey Jan, how's it
3: going today?
15: Hey Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating.
3: Well my person called Will White with the price and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. Six zero. 401 4323 601-401-4323 or online at
4: homebuyersms.com Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer. The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Almost 100% of new COVID cases reported in Mississippi are resulting from the Omicron variant. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says there are no beds left in ICUs.
6: But there is considerable stress on our health systems, and we continue to see very severe stresses on our ICU spaces. We are at negative bed capacity at present in the
22: state of Mississippi.
15: A unique NIL opportunity is coming to Ole Miss. The Oxford Chamber of Commerce and the Economic Development Foundation are working on a partnership that would give money to every student-athlete at Ole Miss. The program would also provide mentorships and internships to students that opt in. Oxford is believed to be the first college town in America to implement this kind of model. For more details, head over to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with
9: Gerard Gibbett.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi. Bicycle,
9: bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my
19: bike.
9: I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride it where.
2: We are back, Super Talk, Mississippi. Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. So, one question that has arisen with respect to. Support for the president's nomination, what whoever that may be, for to replace Justice Breyer for the Supreme Court, Joe Manchin. He says, by the way, he is willing to support a liberal justice. I think this guy's not to be trusted. I know there's some victory laps being taken with respect to his uh, his vote against killing the filibuster which would have paved the way for passage of the Democrat domestic agenda, including the uh, the radical voting rights legislation. But Joe Manchin says that he's on board. Here's the thing with a liberal justice. I think that we've gotten to a point where we sort of have to distinguish between a liberal justice and a radical. And if you look at what I think historically was a liberal, uh, up, I think up to the last few years, you know, they'd be more moderate by today's standards. But I think now everything is just over-the-top radical. Just is. And I think that's the thing that is kind of scary. He said, I'm looking forward, this is Joe Manchin speaking, I'm looking forward to whoever that person is going to be, make sure that the rule of law is the Bible that they go by. When asked about voting for a person who is more liberal than he is, Manchin replied, quoting here, it's not going to change the makeup of the court. The court right now is pretty much a 6-3 court. It's concerning to me that the court has kind of taken this sort of character, this persuasion of conservative versus liberal when you're talking about interpretation of the Constitution and the law. Here's what Manchin goes on to say, so no matter what the philosophical beliefs of this person may be, that's not going to change the decisions or the makeup of it. That may be the senator's position, but I do not think that aligns with the radical left's position or the vast majority of the Democrats in Congress. He says, what you want is someone, forget the philosophical beliefs that they may have, is basically how they have dispersed justice, their record. Have they been outspoken? Have they been fair? Are they able to get along with the other eight justices? Hmm. Interesting. But note that nowhere in, in his remarks, his statements about this matter, does he say, and they absolutely have to be a black female. And the president's declared that. So Hypothetical question, if that's the senator's standards. What if the potential nominees who meet the the president's qualifications, chief of which is being a black female, what if no such nominees existed in this country that align with his his concerns, his requirements here. That their philosophical beliefs are not as important, but rather how they've dispersed justice. May, so you see the conflict there. We sort of limit the pool to, of, of potential nominees, as the President has, to only one gender and race. What if they don't meet these other qualifications, these other criteria? I guess you're just out. you got to pick. It's hypothetical, but it's possible. Of course it is. I think it's also true, is it not, Rhino, that you don't have to be a lawyer. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You have to be a lawyer, right, to be on the Supreme Court. I don't know that we've ever had a justice that wasn't. I don't know.
1: If we have, it's been over 100 years. Okay. I mean, you get far enough back in American history, you have all kinds of wacky stuff that has not necessarily been lost to time, it's just not really taught. Yeah. It's still there for the the learning, it's just not part and parcel to what you need to know to move on. Right. Interesting. And then there's all kinds of fun factoids that are... Pretty much just entire fabrications that usually came from political opponents that somehow still wound up in what we learn about when we learn about American history. Like, How many people grew up learning that President Taft was so fat he got stuck in the bathtub? There's no historical record of that happening. You can point to a couple propaganda pieces from his political opponents that were poking fun at his size, but... Pretty sure it never happened, but we learned about it as a presidential
2: factoid yeah hmm interesting you know i I couldn't help but think watching Biden yesterday and we just played his uh his uh remarks, his pronouncements with respect to the process of uh, appointing nominating a justice. I couldn't help but think about the confirmation hearing, the circus that was the confirmation hearing of Justice Clarence Thomas. Remember when he, what do he call it, a, a, a lynching, high-tech lynching or something like that, right? And that was 1991. And remember, Anita Hill testified that the The judge, Justice Thomas, had engaged in some impropriety with her. Who could remember? What a circus that was. Talking about, what, pubic hair on a Coke can or some craziness like that. Remember that? That's what was consuming us back then. 1991. 30 years ago. And would that happen today? With a black male? He, uh, by the way, forty-six. He, uh, let's see. I think I got the data here. He won the support of forty-one Republicans and eleven Democrats. Forty-six Democrats and two Republicans voted to reject his nomination. What a Democrat today! Just on the basis purely of the immutable, immutable characteristics of race, vote against. A black justice? You think? Even we go
1: back to the crazy tinfoil theory that somehow Condoleezza Rice was going to be nominated, and I think that answers your question. What a conundrum! She's a black female, but because she has a conservative viewpoint, I don't think you could get a single Democrat senator to vote
2: to confirm her. Well, then they're racist, right? That means they're racist. I mean, according to their standard, that means they're racist. Because if it's a liberal black female, and they vote against it, no question, they will be labeled a racist. Isn't that what Representative Mondaire Jones, who's from New York, whose clip we played, uh, the other day, after last week, after the Senate failed to pass the bill that would have eliminated the filibuster, and he called everyone who voted against it a white nationalist. Oh no, that wasn't rooted in any sort of philosophy or position on the operation uh, and the the rules of the Senate. No, no, it had nothing to do with that. So it's another situation where we just, we immediately conclude and assign racism as the reason for such positions, such votes, actions, etc., I I guess because it is politically expedient. I I don't know. And remember Mondaire Jones yesterday, when he commented on the opening in the Supreme Court, he said that the Court has been increasingly dominated, I should say, by the increasingly fascist far-right for years. They're all fascists. (laughs) Thomas and Greenwood on the ceasefire text line says, What if it's a white male who identifies as a black female? The left couldn't oppose it logically. is that right? By the way, I did some research. You guys check me out on this. It doesn't appear that the vice president would be able to cast a vote if she were nominated. That's my understanding of it. Is she would not have that right. Stephen Colbert talked about that last night. Uh, Not that I rely on him for that information, but I did a little little research. If you guys find something different, let me know. It appears that sitting vice president, uh, I don't know that it matters if they're sitting vice president, but a person can't vote on their own nomination, even a senator, I believe. We'll take a break right here and come back. Stay with us. Middays will be back with you.
4: Green Home Solutions, we make air better.
18: worrying about low cd rates do i have enough money to retire is my principal safe iras don't worry i can help and you can sleep better too call david cox direct 601-594-8977
12: 601-594-8977 now
8: (sighs) why don't you mind your own business
6: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran,
18: Mississippi's
19: handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has followed the law in managing the navigation channel of the 195-mile stretch of the Mississippi River from St. Louis to Cairo, Illinois, According to a federal judge, it ruled this week this ends a lawsuit filed by the National Wildlife Federation and other conservation and environmental groups. The U.S. District Court for the District of Southern Illinois this week granted summary judgment to the Corps, ruling the agency's actions on the channel complies with the Rivers and Harbors Act. Environmental groups want the federal courts to slow down the core of Engineer projects with more detailed environmental reviews of the effects on the wildlife. The Mississippi River is the most critical export channel in the U.S. for agricultural goods, accounting for 57% of corn exports, 59% of soybean exports, according to a 2019 USDA report. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
11: Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the ISOL platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com.
8: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbett.
9: Come on, let's get
0: on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: Good day sunshine. I need to laugh, and when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good in a special way. I'm in love, and it's a sunny day. Good day, sunshine.
2: We are back. That's the Beatles. Little good day, sunshine, because it is good day, sunshine. All weekend, I think. Going to warm up a little bit. Slow 60s, around here, at least on Sunday. Looking forward to that. So, on the C-SPIRE text line from the 228, I guess I evidently um, stated nothing else matters with respect to qualifications of a Supreme Court justice in which I said that there are certain qualifications that are not Uh, something that is uh, a physical characteristic, not an immutable, meaning it cannot be changed. You were just born with it. The president made it clear that is a requirement. That is a caveat. And so I just stated that, in my view, that should be eliminated as a requirement, that what we need is someone who uh, has judicial experience and good temperament, understands and can properly interpret the Constitution and apply the law. It's articulate. And, you know, comes with uh, a CV, if you will, that uh, proves that they're qualified. Simple as that. Character, integrity, all of of those sorts of characteristics, I think, uh, are what would qualify a person. Got to be able to obviously get along with others. You work as a group. Those are all pretty standard, I think, qualifications. But what uh, the the person on the text line here says is that, of course, was completely contradicted by President Biden's own words, which makes you a liar. Well, the difference is, <laughs> oh gosh, it's always a good way to start the debate. Liar! You're a liar! You're a liar! Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, didn't lie. Not only did I not lie, I played the tape. We heard what he said. Shall we play it again?
22: I believe it is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment.
2: There you go. Character integrity. I agree with you on that, Joe. But what's being missed here in the listener who suggested I'm a liar, I didn't lie. Did the president not say it will be the first black woman? I, I think I just heard that out of his mouth. I'm simply suggesting that that requirement, that caveat, that footnote, that qualification... It's racism. It's discriminatory. That's what it is. Joe Biden's a racist. I said it. How could you not say that?
1: And that's the problem, is Democrats of 10, 15, 20 years ago would agree with you.
2: That's true. But now they fear cancel culture and the woke mob. Drives everything, doesn't it? Seems to these days. He says, it's only a matter of minutes before I hear the MLK quote about content of character. I I assume then, whomever this is, doesn't support MLK's uh, maybe most famous quote. Certainly, one of the... No,
1: it just goes to show they love making assumptions about you and me, and uh, they've been wrong for 30 minutes and counting.
2: Because you know what happens when you assume. Uh, yes. I I mean, he pretty much said. I, I, how, could you not, how could you not contrast that to a situation where a president would say it's got to be a white male, for example? I mean, what if what if he came out and said it's it's got to be a cyclops, one eye? Right? You could have that. How about, out of respect for...
1: How is it not discriminatory to Asian Americans or Hispanic Americans?
2: Well, what about... Or Native Americans. What about special needs? Uh, How about those that are immobile, confined to a wheelchair, paralyzed? What about them?
1: And therein lies the rub with intersectionality. You keep putting people in boxes to check boxes, you wind up making a fool of yourself.
2: It goes back to what we've said so many times that these sorts of decisions are made based on what a person is, not who they are. Simple as that. We are going to step aside right here. It's top of the hour. That means Super Talk News, Fox News. We got more talk for you and some, I think, some more videos to play. Stay with us.
0: For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni Street Pros 601 345 8090.
5: Fox News, I'm Pam Cuso, a hero send off for New York City police officer Jason Rivera, who was killed in the line of duty.
10: He was a first generation New Yorker, son of immigrants. Example how. We can come together as a city.
5: Mayor Eric Adams, Rivera's partner, Wilbert Mora, also died after responding to a domestic disturbance. Some competition for the dominant variant of COVID-19.
4: Scientists continue to monitor a new version of Omicron. The subvariant variant BA2 accounts for nearly half of all COVID cases in Denmark and is doubling every four days in the UK.
5: Fox says Jonathan Seri, it's unclear how dangerous the subvariant is, also unknown if people who have recovered from Omicron can be reinfected. America's listening to Fox News.
4: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
20: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com.
16: If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. 7 million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We're seeing increases in the numbers of parents backing school choice, that according to Jenny Gentles with the Independent Women's Forum.
20: When you look at polling at the beginning of the, the pandemic, um, and then polling last year, it went up significantly to the point that
11: 80% of public K-12 parents public school k-12 parents support school choice
15: one of those options is charter schools which are free and public and open to all students in the eligible grade and geography grant callen with empower mississippi told us there are currently seven operating in mississippi eight years in to the charter school movement in mississippi Our concern is just how slow we have been to grow as a state. In that same,
4: uh, I guess, eight year period where we have seven schools, Arizona created 200 new charter schools.
15: Log on to federationforchildren.org for more information.
14: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us.
11: Yeah! A bill that states government entities can't withhold
15: services or refuse jobs to people who choose not to get vaccinated for COVID is headed to the Senate. It also states that private business and state, city and county governments can't require an employee to get vaccinated if they have a sincerely held religious exemption. Russia denies that its recent military actions will lead to an armed conflict. Despite pleas from the U.S. and Eastern European governments over the years, Europe remains dependent on Russian gas. Senator Roger Wicker told us German leaders are showing some backbone.
18: It is encouraging to hear the the new Russian, pardon me, the new German government saying uh, just in the last 24 hours, if there's an invasion, uh, Nord Stream 2 will be a chunk of metal at the bottom of the sea.
15: For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Benton.
12: cross be sure to catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on super talk jackson 97.3 and
0: now and now the talk that keeps mississippi talking that's what i like to listen to you're listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
2: Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us. Jeff in Forrest County says, "I doubt that President Biden should have announced the criteria for his nomination. He should just do it." The uh, hmm. The I'm not sure what he means there. See, what's, what's the word he's looking for there?
1: No, he called Mitch McConnell a turtle. Oh, the turtle!
2: <laughs> I'm sorry about that. We'll be hypocritical about the monkey wrench filibuster. Mitch killed the filibuster to ram through three judicial appointments to the SCOTUS. Yeah, he possibly could be in uh, in that respect, but I don't. Honestly, I don't think that makes a difference. If uh, it, it really comes down to whether or not the Democrats in the Senate get on board with his nomination. So, and I think they are going to move with deliberate speed. They're trying to get someone nominated as soon as possible, get Breyer out of there, get a person who's got years in front of them that will serve on the court permanently. But one thing we know, it will be a black female. So we're starting to see the names surface of a lot of potential black females, um, I think the top of the list, her name escapes me. I talked about it yesterday, Rhino. Don't have it in front of me, but is a uh, federal court, federal federal appeals court. Uh, starts with an E, I believe. Federal appeal appeals court judge, and I think she's considered uh, to be the front runner. I know there's lots of speculation about it being Kamala Harris, but again, best I can tell. She would uh, not, she would have to recuse herself and would not be eligible to vote on her nomination. So I think that pretty much cuts her out of the running. I just don't think they're going to do that anyhow, honestly. It's just my opinion. I think we're going to get one from the field that is uh, being tossed about at this point. So we uh, will certainly keep an eye on that and see where that goes. That. That's always fun because those Senate confirmation hearings tend to evolve into rather circus-like affairs. Thinking about Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, of course this morning earlier we talked about Justice Clarence Thomas, that had to be one of the most bizarre ever, right? When you've got someone testifying, accusing you of sexual impropriety, that's just kind of crazy. Hmm. Well, you know, we talked about this before. Apple—they've added a a new emoji with a oh, pregnant boy, pregnant man. Kid, you not beer belly? Yeah. Is that kind of dehumanizing women though? Do you think? How do how do females feel about that? I mean, does a does a female, uh, which, as far as I know, the only Biological gender, I could be wrong about this that can bear children, become impregnated. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know anymore, honestly. I'm serious. I, I kind of thought I understood this stuff. That's the point. That's the point. You're, you're good. Yeah, excellent point. Well, they're being criticized somewhat by some who believe it is, in fact, demeaning to females mothers of children. I kind of agree. By the way, Apple, what a blowout quarter they have. (laughs) Sales of $123 billion, I believe, and that's... In the
1: face of a chip shortage.
2: Right. That
1: is... Which is pretty much
2: required in everything they make. Yeah. but. I saw Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, discuss this yesterday, and he feels like they're going to be out of the woods with respect to the constraint of chip components used in manufacture of all their hardware products, just about. He thinks that's uh, they're about to get that whipped. Of course, Apple has been trending more towards and, and shifting more towards being a services company. They want that subscription revenue. That was 19 billion dollars. In the quarter, 19 billion of their total 123 billion of, of revenue. The Mac produced 10 billion, iPhones, 71 billion. We do love those iPhones, don't we? We're addicted to them across the globe. Just simple as that. But what a fabulous uh, quarter they had from a profit perspective as well. They turned out nearly 30 billion of net profit.
1: Well, you remember, what was it, September or October of last year, where they cleared a hurdle for their subscription model when they won the lawsuit with Epic Games. That's right. The maker of Fortnite, who got tired of having to have everybody buy everything through the Apple store and wanted to have their own store in the game, and that went to a lawsuit, and Epic Games lost. Apple won. They sure did. And so it- that allows them to continue making revenue through the store
2: for subscriptions within games. That's right and, and I want to say perhaps using Apple's payment systems as Correct. I recall as well for that so uh, in the store anyhow uh, they're, they're printing money over there at Apple uh, hats off to them man that's so 30 billion just for perspective. It seems like and again I'm not saying this is in defense of Jeff Bezos and Amazon. But don't you? Doesn't it seem like that any time we get Liz Warren and the left and all the wackos, when, when they go to bashing corporate America and their greed, in their wealth achievement, especially during the pandemic, it's always Amazon. That's the one you hear. You agree? Seems to be every such comment, every such proclamation, Amazon. All right.
1: And that seems to have been drummed up in some small part, to the pushes across the country for unionization of Amazon plants.
2: I could be right. I think you're right about that. Um, yeah. Okay. So i got something to say about that with respect to Tesla in a minute. Elon Musk. He's becoming my hero in a hurry here. I, I think he ought to be chairman of the Fed. I'm headed in that direction. All right. So Apple, $30 billion. Just think about this, folks. $30 billion in a quarter. Amazon. The thing we hear, they don't pay their taxes because they have utilized legal provisions in the tax code to carry forward years of net losses to offset their profit, and they make enormous investments, capital, equipment, etc., to operate and grow their business, and those are immediately expensed. You don't get the benefit of depreciating them over time. Rather, you take it in one year, and that reduces your tax liability. That is the reason why Amazon, uh, a couple of years ago, made $12 billion, paid no taxes, federal taxes. All right, so Amazon, their 2021, fiscal year 2021, revenue, about $450 billion. They produced $33 billion of net profit. Apple... $123 billion in one quarter. I know it's a lot of numbers, but here's the big thing. $30 billion in one quarter. They made in one quarter about what Amazon makes in four, in a year. Another one we're hearing is the reason the price of gas is so high is the profiteering by the, the big oil companies. And I, again, I'm not defending big oil i 'm just sharing with you the mathematical and the mathematical and the economic facts and those facts are that ExxonMobil in 2020 ExxonMobil in 2020 lost twenty one billion dollars now they're on track. Uh, the reports come in, I should say, for 2021, they made $22 billion. So they made in, in 2021 what they lost in 2020. And in years prior, $20 billion was about their standard, st- standard net profit. They've been fairly consistent. I went and looked from 17 forwards, usually around $20 billion a year. Apple makes more in one quarter than... ExxonMobil makes in 5 Think about that. It's sort of mind-boggling in my view. And the only point I'm making is, why don't they ever attack Apple? Is it maybe because it's cool? Apple's cool? And they're more, is Tim Cook aligned with, uh, with their, I guess, worldview? I don't know. They're not in that dirty fossil fuels business. Jeff Bezos I don't understand because kind of aligns with the left to a great extent. He's just an easy target and everybody's familiar with it. They just don't think about Apple, which I think is fine. Congratulations, Apple. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Stay with us. i home tonight.
12: next.
0: with yours
18: Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents
6: And Don't you just love the smell of old books?
14: Ah. Shh, this is a library. Sorry, ma'am.
6: We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay For What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but
9: check nonfiction. Ah.
6: He really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need.
9: Liberty, 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 Liberty.
20: Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card, the perfect gift every time.
6: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Now back to Midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Work it,
15: make it, do it, make
9: sense. All the better faster stronger
2: Go. We're back on Midday Super Top Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us. William in Greenville says Apple gives the libs all the data on us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I hear you. Maybe that's why they like them, huh, William? I don't know. I, I just, I can't remember ever them calling out Apple for profiteering or achieving enormous wealth during the pandemic. It's just Amazon just seems to be the the kind of target, don't don't they? In Elon Musk. So Elon, by the way, I gotta find this rhino. He he had tweeted yesterday. He's uh I think rightfully been out of shape because the president invited some CEOs to the White House trying to sell his build-back broker plan. And in particular, I think a couple of days later, he had GM and Ford CEOs in talking about the future of electric vehicles. And Elon Musk was noticeably omitted from that meeting. Now, the insanity of that is that it's Elon Musk who essentially legitimized electric vehicles. I think you'd have to say Tesla. I mean, he, he really, he cracked the code on making them somewhat practical. Still, a waste He made them to go. cool. Yeah. At, to the point where they're having a hard time keeping up with demand. So, he was noticeably absent. Now, here's the reason. I think he didn't. Now the president didn't say he didn't. He hasn't commented on why Elon Musk was not invited, but it's because union workers do not make Tesla vehicles. They do GM and Ford, and these ridiculous subsidies that are available for the very wealthy in society, by the way, to purchase an electric vehicle under the infrastructure plan, do not apply to vehicles purchased that are not made by union labor. And Elon Musk actually said, we don't want any subsidies. We don't need them in the industry. That this is bad public policy. He actually said that. And he got, again, he got... He got bent out of shape about the president. <laughs> I think rightfully so, because he, he got dissed, which is dumb. You're having a meeting about electric vehicles. You, why don't you have a meeting about smartphones and don't invite Apple? It's to be the equivalent. Heck, I'd argue Musk is a, a, a bigger player in the EV market than Apple is in the smartphone business. I haven't done the math on that, but it's plausible. So, considering
1: the big competitors in the market, yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of big
2: competitors in the uh, electric vehicle only market. I think that's right. Yeah, it just hadn't evolved. It hasn't been around as long. He called. <laughs> he called Joe Biden uh, a wet sock puppet. Puppet. A damp sock. Human is a damp sock, human-shaped doll. And in the tweet, he used the the emoji of a sock, a pair of socks. (laughs) I mean, that's what he said. (laughs) That's hilarious. A damp sock, human-shaped doll. Elon Musk for treasure. I think he needs to be running the treasury. I just think he'd be good at that. I'm serious. The guy's brilliant. And I think he's... uh, Got the right idea about stuff. Speaking of the Treasury, hmm boy, I got some concerns, and we all should, about the interest rate tsunami that is headed our way. So after the meetings on monetary policy conducted by the Federal Open Market Committee, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, Chairman Powell, Fed Chairman Powell, of course, he delivered his remarks. And he uh, has gotten a little more definitive, says an interest rate hike, the benchmark rate is going to increase in March. That's what he, that's what he suggested. It's what he said, I should say. And he didn't indicate an amount, how much the increase would be. Typically, it's been done historically in 25 basis point. That's a quarter of a percent uh, increments. I think we may see, and there's some speculation, we may see half a point, 50 basis points, half of a percent in March. And when you start doing a little math, I, I did this uh, just out of interest after he spoke, just out of curiosity. What does that mean to... The interest payments, federal interest payments on our debt, borne by taxpayers. All right, so see if you can you can uh, follow along here. I I'll tr- I I'll try my best to explain it um, in as simple terms. But bottom line is, we we send in income taxes, income taxes only. Not talking about payroll taxes, income tax on income, corporate and individual, about one point nine trillion dollars a year. In twenty one, we did. Latest, 1.9 trillion, and we paid 500 and let's see, 562 billion of interest, including government transfers. 562 billion. Okay, what I mean by government transfers is when the government pays itself. So, I mean, you can do the math. There's what, 25, 28 percent of total taxes you pay. So every dollar you pay of taxes, income taxes, to the federal government, $0.28 is merely going to pay interest on the debt. Not the principal on the debt, interest on the debt. Now, just for perspective, and that's at an extremely low rate of interest, right, because it's been hanging around zero or at zero for quite some time, uh, the, the Fed funds rate, the interest uh, on our debt, our, the various debt instruments is more than that, of course. But anyhow, it's tied to that. So it's a very, very low interest rate. Now, back in 2001, the interest paid on the national debt had an average interest rate of 5.4%. If we were to return to that interest rate environment, our, our debt service, I should say our interest payments on our debt, would increase by about 3.5, meaning every dime virtually of income tax you pay to the government would simply be used to pay interest on the debt. Not a single dime would be used to fund government, current government operations. It's almost inconceivable. Almost inconceivable. So we're probably looking at a situation where in 2023, nearly close to half, based on the projections of interest rate hikes that uh, Chairman Powell has indicated, you're looking at 2023 fiscal year, tax year 2023, calendar year, my bad on that. That nearly half of what you send to the federal government, you as a taxpayer, simply pays interest on the debt. Think about that. 50 cents, every dollar you send to the Fed, interest on the debt. That's it. Nothing else. That's where we're headed. And this, I think, presents a bit of a dilemma for Chairman Powell, because he, he knows that. He, they obviously understand this math. And of course it's become a bigger deal because just in 2017 our debt was 20 trillion now it's 30. So in less than 5 years it has increased by more than a third. It's a, it's just unbelievable. Also for perspective just the cost to operate our military, our defense spending it is neck and neck now with the cost of interest. I would argue the primary goal and function of government is to protect the nation, and we do that through our defense. We spend about $780 billion a year doing that, but our interest on the debt $513. By next year, we likely will spend more on interest than protecting the nation. Now we could argue all day long on how much we ought to spend on military, on the Department of Defense, that's a whole different subject. I'm just comparing the math there. It's incredible when you think about it. You're just working to pay interest on the debt. A third of your work right now, the taxes you pay goes for that. Next year to be half. Stay with us. we got more talk here. About 30 minutes left on Middays. We appreciate you joining us today.
3: From the SeabrettPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 47. Tonight, clear skies, low around 24. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 49. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 33. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
16: When you choose RotoRooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original RotoRooter, 601 353 3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call
18: RotoRooter, that's the name. And a winkle travels down the drain. RotoRooter.
3: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
8: It's time to reserve the car you deserve at Bob Boboy Honda.
3: You probably
18: know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry.
8: But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams.
18: Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want.
8: Step one, come to Bob Boyd and test drive a car, truck, or SUV.
18: Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily.
8: Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy. Come on to Bob Boyd Honda, let's give you a deal.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We're seeing increases in the numbers of parents backing school choice. That, according to Jenny Gentles with the Independent Women's Forum,
20: when you look at polling at the beginning of the, the pandemic, um, and then polling last year, it went up significantly to the point
11: that 80 percent of public K-12 parents public school k-12 parents support school choice
15: one of those options is charter schools which are free and public and open to all students in the eligible grade and geography grant callen with empower mississippi told us there are currently seven operating in mississippi eight years into the charter school movement in mississippi Our concern is just how slow we have been to grow as a state. In that
4: same, uh, I guess, eight-year period where we have seven schools, Arizona created 200 new charter schools.
15: Log on to FederationForChildren.org for more information.
17: Go with the home team. He doesn't accept the narrative. He
0: questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 till 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour. And breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Supertalk Mississippi.
2: everyone super talk mississippi middays a little duran duran appreciate that uh rhino greg nettleton uh, i'm looking for your question man um you said i'm avoiding your text i'm not i'm not avoiding them i promise there's a whole bunch of them here trying to get to all of them uh i'm looking for your question though i can't i can't find it do you see it rhino I don't. I don't see the question. So I'm
1: looking. Unless he it. was asking if he defended us, which is no.
2: Yeah, not at all. So, I apologize for the confusion there. I don't. Uh, I don't see anything though. I, I'm happy to answer a question if I can, Greg. I, I apologize. I don't see it. I, I scroll back through. Anyhow, let's see. What are you saying here, Thomas? If your profit is a percentage of total cost of an item. I'd contend it's inflation driving profit, so blame the Fed, not the company. Well, you mean the your, your gross margin would be, are you talking about net operating income or gross margin? So, uh, so gross margin is the percent of sales after direct costs, of course, and then net income would be after all the other expenses. So yeah. Is that too complicated for the left to understand? So I think what you're saying, Tom, is correct if I'm wrong here, is that yeah, there's some truth to the fact that you've got rising prices as a result of inflation. And so that, of course, would generally result in higher revenue, greater revenue. Not necessarily not necessarily, depending on just the economics of the situation, a higher gross margin and not necessarily higher net profit. In the case of Apple, they, I don't recall any major price increases of any of their products. I just think they just sold a whole lot, and they're incredibly efficient. If you do the math and look at the KPI, the key indicator of revenue, gross margin, profit by employee, they generate about $2.5 million. It's unbelievable. Uh, Amazon's about $250,000. They're just enormously profitable and enor- enormously efficient. What does, uh, on the C-Spark Tax Line, what does EBITDA mean on a and l Great question. And it's actually EBITADA. Uh, so it's earnings before income taxes, uh, amortization and depreciation is what that means. That is a very common man. I, that's what I live every single day. <laughs> that was what I did for a living. Is focus on EBITDA, uh, earnings Poor income taxes, depreciation, and amortization. E B I T D A. And all it really means is that you take the net income on at the bottom of a, a profit and loss statement, an income statement, and then you just add back taxes, interest depreciation, amortization. And that is usually the uh, the value that is used, the, the figure that is used, I should say, in valuing a company. A company is, is typically done on a multiple, say, five times EBITDA. That's When I sold my company, it was a, a multiple of EBITDA. That's very, very common, uh, used in the industry and across a variety of industries. Pure services industries, a lot of times, they're valued on the basis of revenue, but rather than a multiple of EBITDA, which is typically a much higher number, the multiple is, it would be a multiple of revenue, such as two ty- two years of revenue, for example. That's how they value the company. Whereas in EBITDA, depending on the industry, you'll see... And it's, and it's because the... I'm trying to remember the rule of thumb I learned all those
1: years ago in, in college. Is it the ratio you want is... Ten or more, ten or ten more, or what? higher of when what? you calculate out the, the EBITDA ratio.
2: Oh, ten percent. Yeah, you try to you try to depending on the industry, but a ten percent uh, figure, ten percent times revenue EBITDA. Most industries, I mean, very profitable industries. I should say they produce even higher than that. Um, but it, it varies. If you go to r- really low margin industries, let's take grocery. Grocery retailing. I mean, they're lucky to eke out two, 2%. So that's just a... Which is why this whole idea of profiteering, when you go to the grocery store, it ain't because the grocery store is profiteering that the cost is high. It's, uh, that's a different model. So um, Tommy G. says, that is what my quarterly commission is based on. Interesting. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, we had a component in, our, in my company. We had a component, a bonus component as well for all of our staff that was based on our EBITDA performance, and, um, gosh, if, I bet I've said that word a billion times uh, over my career in, in uh, working with the investment community, because that is what they focus on. And uh, and so it, it's really a way of taking the non-cash expenses, because they're really wanting to get into what's called free cash flow to value economy. so depreciation amortization are non-cash expenses. Taxes—it's just become a standard. You eliminate or you you uh, reduce um, the that reduces to net income. I'm sorry. You add that back to net income. That's just become a standard. Interest. Here's the the theory behind that. The reason that typically investors add back interest to net income as part of this EBITDA calculation is because the assumption is they would eliminate any debt. That carries interest, okay, and so that's why they look at that. Um, it's not; it's not considered long-term, permanent in nature. And depreciation, amortization, as I said, those are just non-cash expenses. They're expenses for net income purposes, but they do not um, consume cash. So that's that's how they look at it. Um, it's it's a, a model that's been around uh, as long as I can remember. I don't know when it started to take hold in in company valuations. But it, but it certainly is kind of neat. Johnny and Tupelo says, "What happens uh, when debt catches GDP? It's actually over GDP now. If you look, uh, Johnny, uh, our GDP uh, in this country stands at about 19 trillion dollars. Our our debt, our total debt, including d- debt we owed, debt owed to the public, debt owed to other nations, sits at about 30." You know, if I can tell you this, if you looked at a company's debt versus their EBITDA, which is, by the way, a very common measurement, the ratio of that, it, it kind of it's an indicator of how leveraged a company is. So, um, typically, you could uh, receive uh, loans with covenants in them that would stipulate that as long as the debt to EBITDA doesn't exceed usually 4 to 5 to 1, you're in good shape. You're, you're, uh, you're considered low, low to moderate risk. As far as our country, if you looked at our country, we're sitting at about 1.5. Now I'm not suggesting that's a reason to go out and create more debt for the taxpayers. I'm just saying that if you compared that. I'm not as concerned about that figure, honestly, that measurement, Johnny, as I am just the fact that we are devaluing the currency by dropping all this money out of helicopters as we've had. About 20% of the money in supply right now in the country actually uh, was injected into it over the last two years. Unbelievable. Think about that. But that's a large reason why we are experiencing this uh, inflation that is all hurting our pocketbooks. But um, the the Biden administration and, and the Democrats tell us it's a host of other reasons. Right? It's profiteering and it's it's anything but them. Um and. I, gosh, what did Jen Psaki say the other day? Go kickboxing, drink a margarita, and that sort of crazy stuff. So, anyhow, I um, there, there are a number, I think, of drivers of inflation, and it's just the fact that there's more money chasing uh, fewer products and services. That, I mean, that's what causes inflation. And that's what we have. We have a demand versus supply imbalance that hopefully will get fixed, but... I'd say that's because we dropped so much money into the economy. I mean, folks had money to spend they didn't have before. Numerous accounts of that. But that all came uh, at the hands of the taxpayers. (laughs) That's where it came from. Now we're paying the price from an inflationary perspective. We thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We've got another segment here on Middays. We'll be right back.
18: Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry. I can help. And you can sleep better, too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977.
3: 601-594-8977. Now
14: If you love hunting, fishing, and ag, don't miss the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th. At the Ag and Outdoor Expo, you'll find everything for the outdoors, rods and reels, bows, guns, and clothing, as well as tools and equipment for the ag world. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th at the Trademark on the Fairgrounds. Brought to you by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com.
11: Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B A B B E L.com.
3: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
18: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven
0: point three. Midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
9: Something something never comes never leads to nothing, nothing.
2: We are back midday, super talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us today Yeah, so this little exercise with interest rates is something that I don't think we think about a lot, but this interest we pay on the debt and when you start to kind of break that down into how much of your tax bill, is going to fund interest on the debt, and as interest rates rise, which it looks like we're poised for, more of your taxes will go to pay interest on the debt. Oil, $87 bucks today, up $2. Uh, actually, it's up $2 since uh, last week. It's, I think it's headed higher, and uh, we have nobody, I think, to blame in that respect. I'm sure Kevin will take exception to this, but it's Joe Biden's policies. We had energy independence, and and it's not profiteering. I I did. I went and read the official public filings to the SEC of ExxonMobil, which I think is the largest. Now, Chevron announced earnings yesterday, and I'm not a lobbyist for the oil companies. I'm not defending them. Just sharing the economic facts. They're, They're on track this year. If you look at the trailing four quarters, to make the same profit they did in 2017. Actually, I think in seventeen they made a little more. As I recall, gas was half the price it is now in seventeen. Seems like it. Yeah. I think about that much. For a while there. Yeah,
1: maybe a little higher than half.
2: Okay. Definitely lower. Definitely lower. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking in terms of the California four sixty gallon price. Uh, but it's definitely lower. But for a while below two bucks, I think again. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So we're uh, certainly in Mississippi. I haven't seen any regular below two dollars. Hard to find it below three.
1: Yeah, even if you spend all your lost leader points from the grocery store, you can't get it below two.
2: Okay. So, Bobby in Batesville says it's hard to tweet your disdain about Apple from your iPhone. Laugh out loud. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And you know, there I've seen people that uh, there's very strong feelings about vaccine mandates. Oh, my gosh, that takes all the air out of the room, about as much as medical marijuana did. But I've seen folks call for the boycotting of certain companies because they have vaccine mandates within their company for employees and, and sometimes even for third parties that serve the company. And they use Facebook to do that, which has a vaccine mandate. I don't really get that. And, and look, between whatever device you use to access that platform and the source of the data and programs that comprise the platform, there's a whole bunch of technology. I mean, it's mind-boggling. It's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. It works. And I, lots of those companies... I was in that business. the high-tech plumbing business, is what we used to call it. And those companies... They, too, have vaccine mandates. So, perhaps, so you're using tools made by companies that have vaccine mandates to call for the boycotting of companies that have vaccine mandates. Does that seem
1: funny? A little bit. Speaking of funny, we teased this at the very beginning, and we're going to get around to it now Yep. before we run out of time. Yeah, my bad. The libertarian hero of the day. From England. It was actually in Bullwell, Nottingham. An 84-year-old man was pulled over by police officers. And when they asked to see his insurance and his driver's license, he looked at him with a funny look and said, I don't have any. The man has been driving since he was 12 years old. He was born in 1938. He's been driving since he was 12. He's never had an accident. He's never been pulled over. And he's never been caught... On the cameras they have everywhere in England, which is really how they found him in the first place. So you got this guy, he's, he's been driving 72 years without a license. They pull him over, and I cannot for the life of me find anywhere that says they didn't give him a ticket. Now, in my mind, How if you've years? been driving over 70 years 70. and you've never gotten a ticket, you've never had an accident, and you've never even been pulled over so this came to a head, you should get the key to the city, they should give you a license, and a pat on the back and an attaboy and say, you keep doing what
2: you're doing. That's just awesome. 70 years. Bravo. Good for them. What are your thoughts on investing in precious metals? I that's on the C Spire line. I personally don't have any position in uh, in in precious metals. I I don't feel like my money's working. You actually said that. I've actually feel the same way.
1: Yeah, when you when you buy something like gold or silver or platinum, it looks pretty and it would be cool to have in a family vault for generations down the road. But it the value of it isn't keeping up with inflation, and it's not working for you and making right. you any more money.
2: Yeah. Uh, right before we go, Gary and the Bergs, uh, I know, tells us a lot about this i fifty nine stretch between Laurel and Hattiesburg. I'm not sure what to do, uh, Gary, other than say it. I-, I hear you. I know you've reported that a lot. We've we've called it in, uh, talked about it. Not sure what else we can do. Uh, Lance wants to know what do you think of Exxon stock? Will top out at? It's around seventy five bucks right now. I uh, it's G E R A R D. No problem, Lance. He asked if I spelled his spell my name right. Um, I think it's got some runway to go higher. I'm optimistic on the industry. We are out of time here. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, and God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.